Hi, this is Clement Lau, and this is your host to the School Leadership Podcast. Welcome to our fourth episode, and today's topic is on how do you set up collaborative focus groups to drive the school to continuously improve? So it is important for schools to continuously improve and not stay stagnant. When schools continuously improve, their students tend to do better, their teachers do better, testing results are better, everything is better. So in order to set up collaborative focus groups, it is important to find the right members for your group. And the reason being that you, when you choose members for your focus group, you have to choose various stakeholders from um, parents and family groups, uh, teachers, uh, principals, um, different community members, and maybe some district personnel. Um, so <clears throat> when various stakeholders are chosen, you can get multiple different perspectives of views on ideas, uh, their opinions, um, their thoughts. So um, it is important to get different viewpoints. And when stakeholders are supporting the school and the students, um, students tend to have more positive results in their academic journey as well. So Getting the support from various stakeholders cannot happen um, unless we find people who can have effective, honest, and um, honest communication with each other, meaningful conversations. So it is important to find the right people. Because if you find someone that is too overpowering, um, has a loud voice, um, that would sort of silence the other members. So having a collaborative focus group, um, you can help as a school leader uh, to help the focus group to draw up a school growth plan um, and set some goals um, that the school really needs. So in order to do this, the school... Um, focus team, collaborative focus team would get together every two weeks and uh, talk about um, school data um, and analyzing it and uh, figuring out goals and what needs needs to be met in order to uh, meet those goals. And when uh, there is uh, support and involvement from various stakeholders um, uh, through these meetings, it builds a strong culture uh, of shared responsibility um, to always look for ways to help education to be at its best for students um, who are the most important stakeholders. So with being able to get a focus group together, um, it is always important um, to be able to uh, set some uh, norms and make sure that uh, those norms are followed. And these norms uh, are not set by just the administrator. These norms are discussed and um, 
agreed on by the collaborative focus group. So when holding these meetings, um, it is necessary to make sure there's trust. Uh, without trust, there cannot be honest and meaningful conversations. So when it comes to being a team at a meeting, it is sufficient, like trust is needed, sufficient trust is needed um, always uh, to be highly effective in making decisions as a collaborative group. So when there's trust, people are uh, more open to communicate and not fear to be judged. Um, it causes a meeting uh, to be more successful when people are willing to speak their mind. Um, it is also important to have an effective team, uh, especially um, go back to choosing those uh, members for the focus group. So in, in order for there to be trust um, and meaningful conversations to take place, it, you need the right people in the group. So you as an administrator um, probably know who on campus is best um, to fit that mold where they're willing to collaborate and talk uh, without talking down somebody or having that big ego that will fill up the room and take over. Um, so that's what you don't want. But another important uh, way that would, that would work um, in a sense to get those people that are right, if you're new to the school, you can maybe go out and do some research or ask other teachers, you know, who is the, you know, right fit, or uh, maybe you don't want to do that. Um, if not, then just go by hearsay uh, of what people are talking about, you know, who is the best teacher there and um, who is a team player and so on. So it is also important to, equally empower each focus uh, group member to help with the decision-making process. When um, people are empowered and when they take part in high-stake decisions, um, they're usually more supportive towards the goals and visions um, of the school. So usually... Um, <clears throat> employees uh, or people uh, or your staff uh, will not help if they feel like they don't have any uh, power. So to empower the staff, um, it makes them a co-leader where the administrator is not just uh, the dictator or the person who is making the decisions while the rest of the um, stakeholders are just sitting and not participating um, in the decision-making process. So when a collaborative focus group is chosen, um, it is best to um, 
always have an agenda. So having an agenda, it makes sure that you cover certain things that you do want to cover um, in that meeting. Uh, an agenda is almost like a roadmap uh, to your goals of the meeting. And with this roadmap, um, it sets the organization to be right for the meeting. Being organized at a meeting, it's super important, especially at these uh, collaborative focus group meetings um, where you have time to, little time, like an hour, two hours, uh, to talk about your screw growth plan or this, the group screw growth plan and what kind of improvements or changes do this, does the screw growth plan needs to make? And it, it's a living document, uh, the screw growth plan. So with the screw growth plan, there's going to be goals and uh, the needs uh, and also action uh, actions and, and the dates and who's going to be in charge of those actions as well. Um, to make sure that those goals are have the resources necessary to drive um, the teachers, um, the school, or whoever it may be to help the school meet those meet those um, goals that we've set for the uh, school growth plan. So getting um, involved, getting the staff involved uh, in the school-focused school, uh, collaborative groups, it will help the students improve academically, behaviorally, and emotionally, um, especially at a Title I uh, school. Uh, where students have many needs, um, such as the school that I work at, uh, the, the students need to uh, improve a lot to close the achievement gap. Uh, I think I mentioned this in my last podcast where students are academically behind many grade levels. And a big reason for that is because a lot of them, they don't make it to school. And in a school focus uh, group meeting that I've held for my school, we talked about um, a lot about how if students miss school a lot, they have less opportunities to learn. And it's hard to get those kids to get to school because the parents are not supportive. Um, the school where I work at, we have the highest truancy rate for a middle school. And it's pretty alarming that um, a big percentage, about half, is, is truant uh, to school. So with my school focus group, um, we set a goal to improve the truancy or decrease the truancy um, for the next school year. 
And the way that we're going to do it is by having more home visits, having the community layouts in, and also um, our SART team, uh, which is our school attendance um, team that would go out and figure out why are these kids not at school and uh, prosecute the parents that are not pushing their kids or getting their kids to school. So also having incentives for the kids, um, the ones that do make it to school with PBIS. Um, so those are uh, some of the um, goals we set and the action steps that we're going to uh, take to get our school to um, improve on a truancy rate. So having uh, meetings and set and setting goals and knowing uh, what the school needs to improve on for the students to succeed um, is a big positive on having a school focus group uh, meeting uh, maybe every two weeks. Um, goals can be added, uh, changed. Um, I just gave one example, but there's many different uh, goals that you can set for your school. Um, so with my screw growth uh, plan that we've set up um, during our school focus group meetings, uh, we have five different um, goals that we've set that we think that our school needs to make in order for our students to be uh, more successful academically in terms of grades and meeting grade level standards and um, meeting proficiency on those state standardized tests. So focus groups are really important. Um, so when you pick the right people for those fo uh, focus groups that can trust each other and have those serious and impactful conversations, it, it leads um, the school to further improve and also the students to improve as well. So making sure that when you do make, make a school focus group out uh, of really quality um, staff members, make sure that you reward the staff for being there, always celebrate small wins um, for the focus group and, and as a school as a whole, um, because when small wins are celebrated, people are more motivated to get to those bigger wins. And when you do get to the bigger wins, it's always a great feeling. But then when you get to the big wins, you're going to have to come back and then reanalyze how else can you help the school improve. So that's when you figure out new goals and the cycle continues. So with that, you can drive the school to continuously improve when you use your school focus group to draw up a school growth plan that is a living document um, and helping that living document change 
as you know what your students need. So that concludes our fourth podcast. And hopefully many of you will tune in for my fifth podcast. Um, Hopefully today or tomorrow we'll get that to you. Signing off, your host, Clement Lau.